0: You know we've all had different paths that we've taken throughout the year and uh, we heard some of the testimonies and some of the challenges along the way and uh, sometimes they're are rocky roads and they're difficult paths and other time it just seems like that you know could life be any better and um, they have twists they have turns and a year can be a, a, a long long time Then on the other hand, the year can just fly by. Amen. But you know what I thought about? Here we are the last Sunday of the year, and every one of our paths have been different. Even in our own families, we all walk a different path. But here we are today. Amen. Worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. He's been faithful. He's alive. And His love is real praise God. And I don't know if there's anything more that we could be thankful for to know that God is still, amen, He's still on the throne. And no matter what you've been through or what you're going through, even right now, there may be a situation in your life and and you don't know the answer, but He's faithful. Amen. You started last year, January 1st, and here we are the last Sunday of the year, the last day of the year, knowing that we can worship a Savior that's alive, Amen. He is well. Amen. And we can say all is well with our soul. Can anybody say that right now? Aren't you glad that all is well with our soul right now? Amen. Because of his love. Praise God. Thank God for his many blessings throughout the year. I uh, thank you, Brother Adam and Sister Gina. That was a great multimedia presentation. I always love to watch Uh, just the year in review, you forget a lot of things and you, you know, that's a lot of work to to forget about. And, uh, but you're reminded about all the faithfulness and all the hard work and the dedication of of the people that attend Ark. And I, I just thank God for the, the faithfulness and and your love and your dedication to the house of the Lord and to this church in particular. We really do appreciate that. Amen. And every year we always recognize those who have read through the Bible Uh, for the year. And I wonder if you could stand, if you read through the entire Bible this year, if you could stand to your feet right now and stay standing for a moment. Look around. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. We honor you. Praise God. We thank God for your faithfulness and you may be seated. And we are just, uh, you are great examples to us. And we thank God that you have a faithfulness to the word of the Lord. And uh, for the word of the Lord, if you could stand together, we're going to read a a real quick scripture, Uh, Leviticus chapter 17 and verse number uh, 11, amen. We thank God for, if there's any visitors in the house, I think we have a couple, let's clap our hands and welcome them, amen, praise God. We're usually not having Sunday night service, so this is all new for us, we're kind of walking in in a dimension we're normally not in. Uh, Wednesday nights we do, but that's just Bible study, you know, but this is Sunday night service, so this is really great. We're enjoying uh, having this. And we'll probably do this again next uh, next year and uh, for our last Sunday of the year. And then after that, we'll play by year. But we are just uh, looking forward to a, just a great year. And I pray to God that you are faithful to him and that you are consistently walking with him. And the next year we'll be here again uh, doing the same thing. Amen. One year closer to the coming of the Lord, if he doesn't come already. Amen. Praise God. Leviticus chapter 17, verse number 11. The word of God says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement. For the soul, and I want to preach for just a little bit today, uh, this evening on eternal life uh, is in the blood, and uh, we are going to be taking communion a little bit later, and we're uh, uh, just going to be my, in a, a mindset of dedication and and just knowing that uh, God is here, and I believe that we're going to commemorate some things in in just a little bit, but I do want to talk about the blood and give us a greater understanding of what. Uh, we are doing tonight so if we could just put the bibles down and let's lift our hands to the lord right now let's ask him to bless our hearts and our minds right now god in your precious name lord i pray that you'll speak to our hearts god speak to our minds god help us lord to digest your word tonight god help us to have an understanding of what we're going to be doing a little bit later dear lord and god i pray that your abundant blessings will be upon your people lord let the glory. And the power of the Holy Ghost rest upon them, God. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a lively hand clap of praise right now. Praise God. You ready to preach with me? Everybody awake right now. Everybody alive and well? All right. Let's have some preaching of the word of God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Without the blood, there cannot be life in the physical body. We have an understanding of that. That's also true in the Word of God. I believe that blood flows through uh, the Word of God. It flows through the the veins. If the Word of God had veins, it would flow uh, right through the, the veins of the Word. From Old Testament to New Testament, I believe that the Word of God is just saturated with the blood. Amen. I'm sure you've heard the, the, this uh, phrase, uh, cut the Bible anywhere and it will bleed. That's because from beginning to the very end, uh, the Word of God is saturated with blood. 427 times blood is spoken in the Bible. So it's easy to see that it's not a minor uh, theme in the Word. Without the blood, the gospel is dead. And eternal life, uh, we know, is out of reach without the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? amen? Jesus said it like this. He said, "...for this is my blood in the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins." Colossians chapter one and verse fourteen reiterates the words of Jesus, and almost the word of God says, "And almost all things are done by the law by the law, are purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no remission." So I want to ask the question tonight: Is there anybody in the house here that is thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ? Amen. I want you to think about that right now. Are you thankful that you've been blood-bought, that the blood of Jesus Christ uh, has been sprinkled and shed for you, amen, for the remission uh, of your sins? Hallelujah. We've got a lot to be thankful for. This board is going to be saturated with God's word amen tonight. First Peter chapter 1 and verse number 18 says, uh, we are not redeemed with silver and gold and precious stones uh, but with the precious blood of Christ. Uh, I don't care how much silver you have. Uh, I don't care how much gold you have. It is not even close to what you need. Uh, you need the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, hallelujah. You can have all the wealth in the world uh, but without the blood of Jesus Christ uh, You cannot have eternal life. So we've got to have the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. The early church understood the blood. 22 sermons recorded by four preachers uh, in the book of Acts. Uh, and they all deliver the same message. Uh, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, they understood that it was His death, uh, amen, the covering uh, of the blood that they needed uh, that was essential to their salvation. Uh, it was the major ingredient to keep the Gospel. Without the blood, uh, there is no Gospel. Without the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, there is no new covenant. Uh, there is no new testament. Uh, without the shedding of the blood uh, of Jesus Christ, uh, we do not have uh, Apostolic Revival Church uh, tonight. Amen. So not only does the blood pay for the sins, uh, but thank God uh, that it hides uh, and it covers uh, every sin that we committed uh, this past year. Amen. Now, I know that I'm not amongst people that are perfect. Uh, hallelujah. Now, you might think you are, or I might think you are, but we know the fact is uh, you are not perfect. Uh, there's been failures. Uh, there's been things that you've done that you know uh, that you shouldn't have done, uh, but I want you to know that the blood of Jesus Christ uh, covers uh, all of your sins. We've got a reason to be excited tonight. Before we celebrate the Lord's Supper, I want us to get a clear understanding of the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. Normally, it's hard to see blood. It's not something you really want to see. Because you know that in order to see the blood because it's internal and to see it external means that you have to cut yourself or you got to get majorly hurt. So it's not something we really want to see. It's not something we really want to to look at. And all you that are empathetic or or, uh, sympathetic to pain and suffering, uh, maybe you don't like the blood and gore. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to talk about blood and gore tonight, but it's going to be about Jesus Christ. Amen. This religion is not a clean cut. Amen. Just uh, uh, forget about the blood like someone would just take the the blood out of the Word of God and out of the messages. Uh, I want you to know that the blood of Jesus Christ uh, is necessary for our salvation. Uh, We've got to talk about the blood uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, We've got to have an understanding. uh, It is the blood that's going to save our soul. Yet the Bible paints the blood in broad strokes. I believe that by the time that we're finished from the Old Testament to the New Testament and reading the Word of God, the, the the canvas that the that, that is painted by the blood of Jesus Christ uh, amen not just the blood of Jesus Christ but but the blood of bulls and goats in the Old Testament and and all the sacrifices throughout that by the time that we get to Jesus Christ and and we see him for who he is and and see him on the cross uh, it is a beautiful portrait of the love of Jesus Christ uh, it's the love that the choir just sang about it's the love of God that he said I don't want my people to suffer I don't want them to suffer in shame and to die without any kind of hope, Uh, amen so in the very beginning he concocted uh, a plan if you will that he was going to robe himself in flesh uh, that the only way that man could be redeemed uh, was by the perfect blood uh, of a savior and he said I'm going to robe myself in flesh uh, and I'm going to dwell amongst them Uh, I'm going to become a man Uh, amen, I'm going to be a man that's going to love them uh, and I'm going to care for them Uh, and I'm going to lay myself on the altar uh, called the Calvary called the cross of Calvary uh, and I'm going to show that I am going to redeem all of mankind and by the time that we get to the end uh, of the word of God that we understand uh, that this is a beautiful portrait that has been painted by God himself uh, we start looking under the microscope and we do a, a forensic study uh, of the blood of Jesus Christ uh, we've got an understanding of how beautiful this blood really is uh, it's not a glory scene, gory scene. Uh, it's not something that we're repulsive by. It's not something that we just turn our our heads from, uh, but we look to it in love uh, and admiration. Uh, We understand that God has loved us uh, and redeemed us by His precious blood. I believe that whenever we get that complete picture and we have an understanding of what God has done for us. And we, we repent of our sins and we're baptized uh, in Jesus' name. And we're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, that By the time that that all happens, uh, it's a beautiful scene. It's a scene where we're thankful for the redeeming Savior, Jesus Christ. The pictures that I want to paint tonight, is uh, there's four of them. And the first one is this. The first picture the Word of God paints for us is that the blood... Is perfect. The virgin birth of Christ established uh, this righteousness that he was conceived uh, by the Holy Ghost. Uh, Jesus understood the righteousness, uh, amen, of Christ. Uh, Judas uh, understood the righteousness of of Jesus Christ when he cried out. He said, I have betrayed innocent blood. Paul also understood how beautiful this blood was. He explained Jesus uh, became sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Uh, Pilate reaffirmed his righteousness uh, when he said this. He said, I find no fault uh, in this man. Uh, Amen. All of these viewpoints were from men. Uh, Hallelujah. One man that was uh, 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 the apostle Paul and then the others that weren't even really living for God. Uh, Amen. Judas was a backslider. Pilate was a man that was not living for God. uh, But even the world recognized uh, there is something about the blood uh, of Jesus Christ. uh, And let me tell you something. uh, If the world recognized it, uh, if they know that there's something to Jesus Christ uh, and His blood, uh, hallelujah, the apostolic church uh, ought to get excited uh, about the blood uh, of Jesus Christ uh, that's washed our sins uh, away. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 7. And verse number 26, Jesus was spoken of as the Holy Ghost. Uh, the Bible says uh, that he was spoken of as harmless, uh, holy, uh, undefiled, separate from sinners, uh, and made higher than the heavens. Uh, this is a beautiful description of what kind of God we serve. Uh, I'm glad that we serve that kind of God. We don't serve a cold God that's uh, uh, made of wood and clay and stone. Uh, we don't serve a God that's even made of gold, uh, but we serve a God that is alive uh, and he is well uh, he's a god that we can behold uh, that we can worship uh, and we can feel his presence within us isaiah described him as wonderful counselor the mighty god the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Uh, Hallelujah. These are descriptions of a God, uh, hallelujah, that is alive uh, and He is well. Uh, Well, I'm not talking about just any kind of weak God. Uh, I'm not talking about a God that's not very impressive, uh, but I'm talking about the great God, uh, the great Jehovah, amen, Jesus Christ uh, that was robed in His flesh. Amen. Natural Father to Jesus would have imparted a sin nature Through Adam's fall to Jesus Christ we know that if if Jesus Christ was born of a man that his blood would not be perfect we understand that by the the incarnation of 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 Jesus Christ that that without him being conceived by the Holy Ghost his blood would have been tainted but understand that as the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary he became conceived by the Holy Ghost Uh, that's what makes him perfect That's what makes this blood perfect. We're not just talking about uh, divine flesh. We're not talking about something that, that is way out there, some kind of a weird theology that has been uh, a thought of by man. We're not talking about something that was just created by God and, and He was divinely made in a, in, a, in, a, in a miraculous way. But He was conceived, uh, hallelujah, by the Holy Ghost. Uh, but He also had a mother that was flesh and blood. Amen. There was a very natural birth that had taken place, uh, but yet He had sinless blood. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? We're not talking about the fall of Adam's, amen, blood flowing through him, but he was conceived by the Holy Ghost. Matthew quotes Isaiah the prophet. He said, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, God with us. Uh, There were no impurities. Uh, There was nothing wrong with the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm telling you, when you're baptized in Jesus' name, uh, it's just not highland water that you're baptized in. I'm here to tell you that the blood of Jesus Christ uh, is applied to your life. uh, And every sin uh, is washed away. Uh, If you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. And so this is why we don't haphazardly take communion. We don't just, you know, do it often like it's no big deal. Uh, we could probably do it a little bit more often, but but it's not something that I want just to make it a, a just a, a normal. uh, Occurrence. I don't want it to be something we just do uh, haphazardly and and just it's not really that big of a deal because uh, uh, we do it so often. No, I don't want it to be like that. This is a special commemoration of an event that took place over 2,000 years ago. Not only that, but the blood is pure. One of the few reasons that we have the the grape juice, and I, I think I've taught a lesson on this before, but I feel like I need to reiterate it today. That the reason why we take juice with the communion instead of wine is because we don't want this, uh, uh, this uh, symbolism to go through the fermentation process. The process of fermentation is actually bacteria working in the fruit of the vine. Basically, it is a rotting process, and I don't feel that this could ever be a proper picture of the sinless blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm, not to, I'm not here to cast stones at anyone else, uh, but in this church, this is the way that we take communion. For all that is holy, Satan uh, has a counterfeit. And he's always trying to go after that which is holy. And he'll do anything he can to try to put it in disarray and destroy the element of the purity of the communion service. Uh, I read of a doctor who was struggling with cancer a number of occasions. He would uh, find himself, he would go through what is called chelation. And whenever he'd go through this chelation, which is like a, a dialysis, that his blood was removed from his body and the impurities were taken out of, it out of the blood and it was pumped back into his body. And the the story goes that the treatment prolonged this doctor's life. Uh, uh, This was one of the first times that chelation was used, uh, amen, by a cancer patient. After his blood had been purged and the disease and all the bad cells was taken out of it, amen, the, the work of, of what was going on in his body was just cast out and his good cells could begin to fight the bad cells. Uh, I want you to know that what happens to you when we are born uh, again of the water and of the Spirit and we take on the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, hallelujah, all the disease and all the sin uh, and all the th- impurities, uh, hallelujah, that's in this world, uh, the things that we've done in the past. uh, I want you to know the blood uh, of Jesus Christ. uh, It casts those things out uh, and it works against uh, the work uh, of the enemy. Amen. When the pure blood of the Savior is applied to the sinner, it provides a cleansing. And we understand that. John explained it when he wrote this. He said, the blood of Jesus cleanseth us from all sin. So I don't care what sin that you've committed. I don't care what you've done this year. I don't care the, the, maybe the disobedience to the Word or maybe things that nobody even knows about. I'm here to tell you the blood of Jesus Christ uh, can cleanse you. Amen. Now, you've got to understand that you're just not going to sit there uh, and do nothing and the blood will cleanse you. Uh, You've got to come to him. Uh, You've got to repent of your sins. Uh, You've got to be sorry for the things uh, that you've done wrong. Uh, You've got to let the Lord know that, God, I'm going to do my best uh, never to do those things again. Uh, Before he can forgive you, uh, you've got to ask for forgiveness. Uh, Amen. Before that forgiveness can take place, uh, you've got to ask God to forgive you uh, for the sins that you've committed uh, you've got to be sorry for the things uh, that you've done wrong amen so peter he said it like this uh, he said for as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things uh, but with the precious blood of christ uh, as of a lamb without blemish uh, and without spot hallelujah what can wash away our sin nothing but the blood of jesus what can make me whole again Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Uh, The only way we're going to be cleansed is by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, Amen. Can I get an amen? amen? Praise God. The blood is powerful. John wrote in Revelation chapter 5 and verse number 9. He said, Thou hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. And so it takes amazing power to do that amazing power to be able to take that which is sinful, to take that which is very uh, anti-God, to take that that has such a grip on us and say, God, I need help with this. I I cannot do this on my own. Yes, I'm sorry for the sin that I've committed, but Lord, I don't have the power to overcome the sin. I don't have the ability to not sin anymore because the flesh and the desire to do that but that's where we've got to understand that the blood of Jesus Christ uh, is powerful enough to help us to be overcomers. See, this, this blood is powerful. We cannot just underestimate and say, well, yeah, I know that's an Old Testament thing that, that came to uh, uh, being in the New Testament. And it ended in, in the book of Revelation. Whenever the the rapture takes place. But no, this blood, uh, hallelujah, is something that is ongoing. It's something we need to grasp a hold of. Uh, Hallelujah. We need to understand that right now we need the blood uh, of Jesus Christ uh, in our lives and in our hearts. Uh, It's not just a rapture thing. uh, But God, every day I need the blood uh, of Jesus Christ uh, applied to my life. Because the blood is powerful. I began to research a little bit about what was said about the blood in different denominations, and different cults, if you will. False religion has always denied the blood. They don't want anything to do with it. They don't even want to touch it. They don't want to, to really even talk about it. Mary Baker Eddy of the Christian Science Movement, she wrote this. She said, The material blood of Jesus is no more effective to cleanse from sin when it was shed from the cursed tree than when it was flowing through His veins she denies it. And there are many that deny the blood of Jesus Christ. They don't want to talk about it. They, they just want to say, well, you know, that's it. he was a good man at best. Uh, but I want to tell you, there's something powerful about the blood of Jesus. There's something powerful about when you start singing about the blood, and you start reading about the blood, and you start testifying or doing a Bible study to somebody uh, about the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, there's an anointing and a power uh, that can move in that situation uh, where it can give hope to a sinner. It can give hope to somebody that's on the right wrong path uh, and put them on the right path. Amen. Now, of course, this false prophetess and many like her stand in complete opposition to what the blood really stands for. We know that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And they can try to build their religions and try to try to uh, 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 draw people into their religion. and many times they do that. They've got the masses, but there's no power there. They can come they can come one way and by the time they leave, they are leaving the same way because there's no power. But we've got the power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. The blood is permanent. A woman at a photography studio, she said this to the photographer. She said, do me justice. The photographer replied, you don't need justice, you need mercy. (laughs) I think that's kind of mean, but I began to think about that. I thought, you know, a lot of times we want, we think we want justice, but you know what? We don't want justice. Let me explain that. If we got justice, we would not be here today. If we got justice, we're not going to be in heaven when, 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 when God parts the eastern sky. We're not going to go because the justice of it all is that you're a sinner. Amen. And you don't deserve to be saved. Why is that? Because I can't do anything about it. I do not have the ability. So, you know what that means? That, you know, I'm gonna be like that photographer. I'm gonna say, you know what, I agree with you. I don't need justice, I need mercy. God, I need your mercy today. I need your blood to be applied to my life. Uh, God, I need you to saturate me. I need you to cover me, God. Uh, I know that I'm not perfect. uh, And if I get justice, I'm not going to go to heaven. Uh, But God, I want your mercy. Uh, I want your grace. Uh, I want your compassion. Uh, I want your love to be applied to my life. Amen. When somebody is acquitted in the court of law, and I, I think that we can think of one of the big acquittals that took place uh, a number of years ago on the news. And they, I think they started out in, a, in a, a blazer, I think it was, wasn't it? Bronco. So do I need to say more? <laughs> I remember that day. I, I, I just remember. And, you know, of course, uh, uh, I, I would never want to bring a controversy to, to ARC. But, but I do remember that the, 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 the news verdict was given. And, and many, I mean, many believe that the, the acquittal uh, was not a, an accurate, uh, def- or it wasn't an accurate, um, help me with the word, verdict. And so whenever that went forth, I just, I remember there were people, I mean, they had some opinions, and I just, I just want to keep my mouth shut because I didn't want to bring the, you know, a bunch of opinions like I'm not doing right now. But I just remember people were very upset. And the problem is with the acquittal is that there is nothing that could be done. And all the DNA evidence and all that's uh, available today, they still could not bring that to the case. They could not bring that to the court of law because once an acquittal takes place, uh, no other evidence could come against you. Now, you know, that's in some regard that may go against my grain. And I might not think uh, uh, very highly about that. But when it comes to the imperfections of humanity, when it comes to Jesus Christ acquitting us of our sin, that means that no accusation that's ever brought against us can stand. It means that when we are buried in the water... Hallelujah. And we've repented of our sins. Uh, As soon as we say, God, I'm sorry, uh, we've been acquitted and that blood is applied to our life again. Uh, And the devil can accuse us. Uh, The Bible says he's accuser of the brethren. Uh, He'll do everything he can to take our our spiritual walk away and our our faith away. Uh, But I want you to know that no matter what he says, uh, we are covered in the blood uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, We've been acquitted uh, of our our, our sins uh, and our imperfections amen i'm thankful for that isaiah chapter 44 and verse number 22 it says i have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins return unto me and i have redeemed thee david wrote it like this he said as far as the east is from the west uh, so far he removed our transgressions from us uh, i'm glad that i serve a merciful savior I'm glad that I've got a Savior that says all the sins that you've ever committed, uh, I'm going to throw them out as far as the east is from the west. uh, And no longer will they be applied to your life. Amen. That's the kind of God that we serve. The last picture that I want to paint here tonight is that I believe that the, 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 the Word of God paints the blood in the picture of protection to the people of God. When we begin to look in the Old Testament and we understand the, the wonderful things that, that was accomplished in the Old Testament, and we have an understanding of of the 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 uh, the Passover and all the things that are contained in the Old Testament, we start to look at the, the death angel and all the all the, the, the details of, of, of what was to take place if somebody did not have the blood on their doorpost. We start to look at the Word of God, and we have an understanding that God, without that blood, we knew that that death angel would take that firstborn. But the Bible says that the, the Israelites obeyed the Word of God, and they placed that blood on the doorpost, and whenever that blood, that death angel would pass by, if they were covered in the blood, then they had nothing to fear. Amen. I start thinking about the covering of the blood. I started thinking about how, you know, the enemy will come after us, and he'll come after our families. I want you to know that I still plead the blood over my family. I still plead the blood over this church. I still plead the blood over your families. I still plead the blood because I know there is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You want to make the devil mad? Start talking about the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, start pleading the blood over the over your family uh, and over your church. Uh, if you want to prod the devil a little bit, start talking about the blood uh, of Jesus Christ uh, because he knows how powerful the blood of Jesus Christ uh, really is. Uh, he has an understanding that we uh, as the apostolic church uh, have a tool, uh, a weapon in our hands uh, and it is the blood uh, of Jesus Christ uh, and we need to start pleading the blood uh, of jesus christ uh, over our families amen amen so I, by following the directions uh, they understood that this power is only contingent upon the faith that we have in god and i want you to know that the only way that this blood works is that we have to have faith in god we have to have an understanding that lord uh, I, I know that by this blood I can be redeemed, but Lord, I've got to have faith in it for my life. I've got to apply that blood to my life in particular. Can you see the, 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 the blood of, of Christ working? Can you see it in, in people's life? Can you, those people that, that you've known through the years that have testimonies and, and you know where they came from and, and you understand that, that they had no desire to live for God. They had no desire to to follow after the things of God. But but here they sit next to you today. And they are apostolic Pentecostal. They're Holy Ghost filled. Why is that? Because they allowed the blood of Jesus Christ uh, to be applied to their life. They had faith in it. And I want you to know that you've got to have faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. And so if you're struggling with different things in your life and and it's just become a a, a pattern, if you will, it's become almost like a, a just an ongoing thing. You've got to have faith in the blood. We've got to break that. Amen. You've got to break that. You've got to you've got to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ because it's a free gift and God wants to give it. Amen. As we stand together and the the musicians begin to come, I I do want to give us a time to to be a part of of the 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 shedding of this blood, Amen, that is going to be taking place here today in the commemoration of this communion. Amen. Because I believe that every time that we we take this this juice and and take this this broken body, this bread, that we are we are once again commemorating something that had happened before. And once again, we can see that blood flow and we can understand the, just the connection of it is, of what it is to have today in this very service, this communion service. I begin to think about free gifts that are offered, amen, at Christmas time, And I started looking at just, you know, I had a little bit of time the last couple days and I thought, man, I, I can't even imagine some of the gifts that are out there. And these are gifts that, that people buy and they, 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 they spend a lot of money on. I'm thinking, you know, we've got this free gift here, this gift of salvation. We've got the blood of Jesus Christ applied to our life, but yet how many times do we just kind of overlook it and we're looking in all kinds of different directions? How much do we really value the blood of Jesus Christ? Started looking a little bit about some of the things that are out there, the gifts that are available this year. Some of them are a little bit humorous, but you'll get the point in just a little bit. Custom made shoelaces made by a shoelace maker, which I didn't know there was a shoelace maker. And now you'll understand what I'm saying. Only 10 were made by this shoelace maker. The cost is $19,000 for these custom made shoelaces. If you prefer cheaper ones, you could get silver ones for $3,000. Dolce and Gabbana sunglasses, if I said that right. The most expensive in the world with their solid gold frame and diamond studded pieces, but they will also shade your eyes on a sunny day. The cost is $383,000 for these sunglasses. One of a kind fragrance by master perfumer Oliver Creed developed special perfume inside 14 karat gold flackens from a mere $475,000. The last one was the gold vacuum, GV62711 vacuum cleaner that is gold-plated where there were only 100 made. The cost, $1 million. These gifts are staggering. And I can't even imagine anybody wanting something like that. But they're not indescribable because I just described them on purpose. Amen. They're not indescribable because you probably got a mental picture of what they look like and how ridiculous it would be to buy something like that. Only God, and I know this is a crazy message tonight, but only God can provide an indescribable gift and that's his blood the word of God says it like this thanks be to God for his indescribable gift we went through the Christmas season I know that we pass out gifts and we exchanged them and we had a great time but we could describe every one of them but this blood that I'm talking about tonight is a big deal Amen. I'll tell you how big of a deal it is that if you are struggling tonight and there is something in your life that you're not able to conquer and there's something that's bothering you right now and you're just not able to just get rid of that weight and that sin that is besetting you and your walk with God. Amen. I want you to understand right now that the blood of Jesus Christ that I'm preaching about here tonight can help you overcome that it can eradicate that sin it can take it out of your heart out of your life you might have some things in your heart or in your mind that is just being so uh, heavy on you and it's almost unbearable but you know what the blood of Jesus Christ if you can plead the blood over your life right now God can take those things away Amen God wants to do that for somebody tonight and we're going to take communion in just a little bit. But I, I wonder I wonder if we could sing this chorus to the Lord. And if you've got something that you want to lay down, and nobody's going to think bad of you, you're amongst brothers and sisters right now. They'll help pray with you. They'll pray with you. They might have the same dilemma going on in their life. They might ask you to pray for them. But I wonder, as, as a body of believers, That if there is something in your life that you want to be placed under the blood, that you could just walk up here and just start casting it before the Lord and say, God, here it is right here. I need the blood to be applied right now. It's powerful. It's perfect. It's pure, God. It's for my protection. It's all these things that your word says, God. Uh, I need the power of your blood right now to be upon my mind. Lord, these thoughts are unbearable even right now, God. I pray that you'll cast it out in Jesus' name. Why don't you come? Why don't you cast your cares upon the Lord right now in Jesus' name? We're going to sing about the blood right now. And I want you to cast those things before the Lord.